Ladies and gentlemen, Ladies and gentlemen. it's time to get it on. Get, get it on. Coming at you from a secret backwoods location in the middle of Texas. It's the highly opinionated and controversial voice of traditional old school orthodox Christianity. This is, this is Spiritual Combat with Dr. Scott Sullivan. Hello, hello, and welcome to Spiritual Combat. The show where we engage the enemy using prayer, fasting, and full contact logic. On the front lines and in the trenches, inviting you to join the resistance against the forces of lies, error, and evil. I am your host, Scott Sullivan, and welcome to the show. Well, the news media yesterday was certainly buzzing with the recent release of the uh, the sort of summary or document from the Vatican's Synod on the Family. Uh, and, you know, there was a lot of hype. Well, this is an earthquake change and... and all this stuff, a change in direction on the Catholic teaching of homosexuality and and other sorts of things related to the family. And I want to focus on a particular aspect of this because I find this whole document, which by the way has no teaching or magisterial authority whatsoever, it's just a report of what they've been talking about. So this document has no magisterial weight for Catholics, and you know, there's a lot of buzz going about. Well, this it's just this one liberal theologian that wrote most of it, and etc. And there, there was a lot of uh, opposition to it from the Synod Fathers themselves when it was announced. So, you know, regardless of, of whatever authority this document might have, I, I want to talk about a particular problem with the document in terms of its motivation, on what it's trying to do, what it's co- where it's coming from when it says these sorts of things regarding homosexuality, you see. Because I think the whole motivation here is to basically, you know, be nice. We are supposed to be nice to others. We're supposed to be considerate of other people's feelings. And, you know, that's true to a degree. However, there is a point where being nice can become evil, you see. So my focus today is on the Senate document's Paragraphs on homosexuality, in particular, a very disturbing line that suggested that the Catholic Church ought to accept and value the homosexual orientation. And that, that, that is, you know, their words, accept and value, value the homosexual orientation. And that we could, maybe we can do that without compromising Catholic doctrine. You know, I I find this suggestion to be very problematic. Uh, I just don't see, I just don't see what there is to be valued in a homosexual orientation. A homosexual orientation, according to Catholic teaching, is an orientation to mortal sin. It's something that's extremely harmful to someone. It's an orientation that is opposed to God's law. Now, what in the world could be valuable in that? Why should we value that which is opposed to God's law, the homosexual orientation? 
Now, of course, the church makes, and I accept, of course, it's just obvious. There is a distinction you can make between the homosexual orientation, which is not in itself sinful, and the homosexual act itself, which is sinful. So I understand that distinction, but still, what in the homosexual orientation is there to be valued? What good can come out of the homosexual orientation per se? You see, I just don't get it. And what's most disturbing about this, I think, is the motivation behind this sort of language. It's the desire to soften the language, to soften the teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ, to soften the teachings of the church, to make them more palatable to the modern ear, to make them more acceptable to an emotion-based culture, really. A culture that is typically not concerned about truth so much as it is about one's feelings. The, the worst thing you can do today, well, is to hurt their feelings, you know. Um, so what's most disturbing about this, I think, is the attempt to make people feel better. And in doing so, there is this desire to pit feelings against law. And that somehow feelings should prevail against the truth. That feelings and emotions should prevail against truth. The truth. Now, I know these people that write these sorts of things don't come out and say that, but that does seem to be the motivation behind saying these sorts of things. Now, let's back up for a minute and just look at our situation in the modern world from the eyes of faith. Look at the world from the eyes of faith. We live in a world that is suffering spiritually, a, a, a hurting world, a world that's longing for the truth even if they don't know it, a morally confused world. And such a world needs clear direction. It needs light. And the church is in the position to shine that light of truth, bright and clear, like a lighthouse against, you know, to all the ships out there that could be wrecked upon the rocks. The church is like a lighthouse. And that beam should be bright and it should be distinct, and it should be clear. It shouldn't be muddled. We need a clear, strong, bright light of truth to keep these souls from crashing upon the rocks, you see. We need clarity, and this stuff, like we read in this document that just came out yesterday, just breeds confusion. It's foggy, it's fuzzy, it's not clear, it seems to point in the wrong direction, etc. In the case of my particular topic today, the whole tone of it seems to want to sugarcoat and soften the teachings on homosexuality and its sinful nature. We're supposed to soften their church teaching on this issue. In our language, in, not in the doctrine, they say, but in its application. Whatever that is supposed to mean. Now, just for clarity's sake, in case you don't know, the teaching of the Catholic Church is and always has been and always will be that homosexual activity is gravely sinful. It is gravely sinful. Not just a little sin. It's a big sin. It's like a spiritual felony. 
You will lose your soul forever if you do this willingly and you die unrepentant in that state. That is the Catholic teaching on homosexuality. And given that, if that's true, all right, I love this because it always boils down to the truth question, doesn't it? It always boils down to good old truth. If it is true that someone will lose their soul by engaging in homosexual activity, if that is true, then why in the world would we want to soften that message? Why would we want to dim that light, warning that soul about the rocks that they could crash their, themselves upon? Why in the world would we want to confuse that message and water it down? If homosexual activity is gravely sinful, then why should we sugarcoat that fact and talk about things like value in the homosexual orientation? I mean, you, you, look, j- just Google the document for yourself. It's, it's online, easy to find. You're going to find a whole bunch of stuff about it. Very easy, okay? Google this. Read it for yourself. And ask yourself, does the language in this document compel one to stop their homosexual activity? Or does it seem to rather confirm them in it? In other words, if you were a homosexual and you read this document, would you be more inclined to stop homosexual activity because of reading this? Or would you rather be more inclined to stay in where you are? In other words, maybe it seems like the church is finally coming around to your position because there's value in the homosexual orientation itself. What would you think? as a homosexual reading that document. Well, I think clearly there is nothing in this document that would motivate someone to come out of that active lifestyle. There is nothing. It's quite the contrary. It's all a soothing sort of thing that I think would tend to confirm them that what they're already doing is okay, or at least make them feel better about it. But of course, again, if the Catholic teaching is true, that you will go to hell for homosexual activity, you know, given all those conditions for for committing a grave sin, if that is true, why should we make them feel better about that activity? Why should the language we use to describe that activity be softened? Why should we water that down? If the consequences of this activity are harsh, why shouldn't the language match that? You know, why should we be think why should we be saying things like, well, there's value in this orientation to mortal sin? You know, this, this to me is where being nice becomes unjust. Where being nice becomes evil. Why soft language is uncharitable because soft language conceals extreme danger. You aren't doing them any favors by making them feel better about this. 
The homosexual orientation itself is not a sin. The activity is a sin, but the orientation is an inclination. That's what it is, an orientation to a sin. That's not valuable. That's an inclination to self-destruction. There's not a damn thing valuable about that. If there is a bottle of poison that is available to people that looks enticing and it looks like somebody might want to drink it, the people that know better should and who are in charge of taking care of the public good should be motivated to make darn sure there is a big fat red label on this bottle, you know, warning, poison. You know, if you drink this, you'll die. Watch out. A big fat red label should be plastered all over that bottle. If you knew the bottle was poisonous and you didn't bother to warn anybody, let's say you didn't didn't want that label on there, or you, or you made the label really small, or, 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 or couched it in, in ambiguous language, uh, you, you would be doing a grave injustice to everyone around. If a manufacturer of that product did not put a big fat warning label on the bottle, they would be committing a grave sin of omission. Out of charity for the common good, you should warn people, watch out, this bottle contains poison. Boom. Big fat red letters sticking right on the side of this bottle. Well, the sin of homosexuality, my friends, is that poison. If you drink this, if you do this activity, and then, of course, die in that state, unrepentant, if you do that, you will die, my friends. Homosexual activity is a serious sin, and people need to know that without any soft, sugary-coated language. We need clarity, not confusion. No ambiguity here. So I, I just don't get the motivation behind wanting to soften the message on the sin of homosexuality. The, 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 the softer language seems to me to clearly send the wrong message to tend to confirm someone in this lifestyle rather than try to entice them to come out of it. I just don't see the good, the true good, that could come out of these sorts of things. And really, I, I guess the only way to explain this, the only way to explain the motivation behind wanting to soften the message is that those people that, that, that do that, that, that want to soften the message, don't really believe that it's true. That, that's the only explanation that I could come up with, is that those people who want to soften down, to water down the message on the sin of homosexuality, themselves don't really believe that it's true. They don't really believe that if you do those sorts of things, you will lose your soul. They can't believe that. If they did, they would want to strengthen the message. Make the label bigger on the bottle, not smaller. 
So I don't know, I, you know, it's, it's hard to get into people's heads and figure out what they're thinking. I mean, all we can do is go by their actions. You know, we, we judge a tree by, by its fruits. So, of course, I can't be 100% sure here. But I don't see any other explanation for the desire to sugarcoat the teaching on homosexuality, except for a lack of faith, to be frank. These people that do this don't believe either in hell or they don't believe that this sin will get you to hell. Because if they believe those things, I just don't see why they would want to soften the message. If they really believed what the church teaches on homosexuality, they wouldn't be having this discussion. There would be no problem with the traditional description of homosexual activity. This is why I think that the traditional language on homosexuality is more charitable because it's more clear. The label's bigger. It's not unnecessarily mean or nasty. Of course, we should not be mean or nasty. We should not ridicule homosexual people. These are human beings with inherent dignity, absolutely. And they have a cross to bear. It's a cross. The homosexual orientation is a cross. That that is the traditional understanding. And I see no reason to get rid of, uh, well, one of the things they want to get rid of is, is the traditional description of homosexual activity as intrinsically disordered. They don't like that. It doesn't sound good. It hurts people's feelings, I guess. I don't know, but but that's the traditional description of homosexual Activity is that it, it, it is intrinsically disordered. But, but the problem with wanting to get rid of that language is that the language is true. Homosexual activity is intrinsically disordered. It is disordered because it is an action that is not in accord with God's law, with God's moral order. Therefore, it is by definition disordered. And it's intrinsically disordered because the activity just can't be fixed by its very nature it's wrong it's inherently or intrinsically wrong it's not like you can kind of fix it by throwing in some love into the act or, or more feelings no the act itself is inherently essentially disordered it can't be remedied that's why the church says that people who suffer from this orientation are called to chastity. There is no other option. The act is inherently wrong. And we aren't doing anyone any favors by concealing that fact. That's all we have time for today, folks. This is Scott Sullivan. Visit us on the web at www.scottmsullivan.com where I have some more resources for you regarding Christian faith and apologetics, theology, and things of that nature. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can do that there on iTunes, or you can do it on your Joy device. Any device you have, you can subscribe to our podcast. That way you'll be notified when the next one comes out. I look forward to talking to you in the next episode of Spiritual Combat. In your face with grace.
listening to Spiritual Combat. Hardcore Catholic Radio. Catholic Radio. With Dr. Scott Sullivan. www.scottmsullivan.com.